Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast dedicated to our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. everyone i'm kama and you can find me at oxford splice on twitter and today i am joined by devin hey this is devin gd harpo on twitter and clotho hi i'm clotho you can find me at clotho spindle on twitter all right so today we are covering john seven of a clash of kings uh, if you are joining us for the first time we spoil everything books and show and usually like trigger warnings for all sorts of rape, violence, etc. Uh, although I don't know that there's too much here um, that might be problematic. Uh, John, did we come down? Is it Corin? I think so. That's how I was. I actually think it's pronounced Bob. No <laughs> <laughs> the half hand dude. <laughs> and some other guys whose names I didn't write down. <laughs> Because uh, I don't think we're going to see too much of them. Um, uh, they're moving on, and uh, John shares what Ygritte Great told him. Uh, the half-hand, see, I'm just going to avoid saying his name now, uh, <laughs> confirms that Mance would have accepted John in their ranks um, and basically backs up what Ygritte told John. And we get some uh, further backstory on Mance who uh, was a ranger before and was definitely somebody that the half hand and they all knew. And he says, he thinks he was a great, you know, like we get the sense he was a great ranger, except he, um, he lacked discipline. And um, he comes to the conclusion that John was the one to let you grit. And I'm probably saying her name wrong too. Um, go, and he's really not that surprised about it. And he says that by doing that, you know, he knows John a little bit better now. Um, and John shares that he was basically emulating Ned, who had told him that, you know, you owe it to the men you're going to kill to look into their eyes and hear their last words. And John says that when he looked into her eyes, he couldn't see any evil and he couldn't kill her. And um, again, it seems like, the half hand seems kind of almost zen about it. I mean, just basically like, you know, he, he figured this was a possibility and it's, it's not the worst thing because they don't think it's going to harm them. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, and he says, like he told John, I told you to do what needed to be done, not particularly the killer, um, just what you needed to do. And yeah. So it seems like he, Actually, like that, he probably knew what John would do, or would do that it was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they're going to to sleep, and Ghost wants to go off hunting. Um. And John falls asleep, and then promptly has a wolf dream. And um, it's sort of like it's it's John Ghost basically here because it's like. There's the reflection that he misses his um, siblings, and there are only five dire wolves, and you know one of them's gone, which I presume is Lady. 
Then there's this interesting bit where they come across, or he comes across this weirwood tree. It's not particularly large, but it's literally growing as he's watching it. Like he can see it like thickening and the roots taking hold. And he sees what I assume is meant to be Bran's face in the, the tree. And it has three eyes. Um, and then John Ghost smells death. And then there's this weird, creepy little bit where Bran Summer, because <laughs> I'm guessing they're they're meant to be like you know one, yeah. um, thinks at him, "Don't be afraid. I like it in the dark. No one can see you, but you can see them. But first, you have to you have to open your eyes. See like this." And the tree reached down and touched him. It's felt like that Bran and Summer, well, I guess it feels like Bran is very much aware of what's happening here, but John isn't. Right. Um, was kind of like what I was getting, and that ghost is aware that this is Summer, but not particular, but not the Bran part of it. I don't know. It was, I had to read over it a couple of times. It was sure like, me. wait a minute, who exactly is doing what here? But yeah. Very creepy. Um, and then, like, John has this awareness that they're, that he and Ghost are, this looks much better in my notes where I have John slash Ghost. It's just very hard to say this aloud. Um, but he has this awareness that Ghost is, they're in the mountains on, like, some sort of cliff. And looking down, they see what I, what we assume are the wildlings like gathered on mass i'm guessing camped on their way south and he sees what sounds like a giant riding a mammoth and then all of a sudden an eagle is attacking him and john wakes up yelling and trying to get ghosts to come to him so then john you know, because they're trying to get him to be quiet because he's going to alert people. Um, this is uh, the half hand and these other dudes are trying to like um, Dalbridge and I want to say Eben, maybe one of the other ones. Like you have to be quiet, but he's trying to explain what he saw in his dream. And the half hand is super interested and seems to understand innately that it was a wolf dream and calls it that. And then one of the men... Uh, says something about skin changers, and John isn't sure if they're talking about him or if they're talking about the eagle. Mm. And unlike <laughs> the, the men of the Night's Watch John has been with before, they're all, like, seem to be taking most of this as truth, or at least parts of this as truth. Um, which I, I found really interesting because compared to like they had to see a uh, like dead hand crawling around to like understand that there was a problem. Whereas these guys are like, Oh my God, you had a dream. Okay. So yeah. Um, and um, yeah. Ghost is not coming back and John can sort of like it, it's hurting John. Um, and they start making their way down. They start making, and they spot the eagle. And then John sees Ghost, who's been wounded by the eagle. So they try to tend to Ghost's wounds. And then 
um, the half hand says, well, we need to go back because the eagle is seeing them, which I think everyone is just on the same page that this is like a warg. Um, and this acceptance honestly baffled me throughout most of this chapter because I've been so used to the, oh, these are fairy tales. These things don't exist. And these guys are like, nope, that's um, So they're retreating and they stop somewhere. And then the half ant looks at, I, I think it's where they had, um, I'm sorry, this is not the best summary in the world. Uh, but the half ant asks the guy named Dalbridge to stay behind to try to defend them like to shoot his arrows while they go on. And then John realizes what everyone knows that Dalbridge is not going to be joining them again. This is the death sentence. Mm. So they're moving on. And then John hears the horn and we end. And I, this is probably not the most coherent summary. I, but there was a lot going on in here and I'm, the geography of it kind of puzzled me, actually. Yeah, I think especially when they're up there in that kind of like, you know, that wintry northern, you know, kind of wall area, it does get difficult to place things just uh, in your head. Yeah, because the chapter before, um, when I think when they start making their way up, and even at the beginning of this chapter, while they're making their way up, and then it seems like they turn around at that certain point point and get back down much quicker than they got up or wherever they were going um, so yeah it was a little confusing um but this chapter in particular like i think it really shows like what what the um the night watch was meant for particularly at the end with doll bridge um like <laughs> one of my favorite characters just because of that ending there where he understands that i think the heaven says one man could hold a hundred the right man and he just looked at him and he knew well I think he says, like, um, feed my horse an apple when y'all get home um, and leave me all your arrows because, yeah, this is it. Like, what the Night's Watch is truly meant for, meant to do. With a few good men. Yeah. And I guess, like, anything over time people forget. But, yeah, you'd think of all the people in the world of Westeros that they specifically would try to pass that on that these dangers are real these dangers can come again you know that kind of thing i guess people could get placent but it, it i guess it's it is kind of it's good to see some people taking it seriously <laughs> yeah and they're um i mean because everything else is just so far removed from them the north is already so far removed from everyone else and then they're out at the wall and now even beyond yeah. where i mean because one like where they say um where George says that once John finishes talking about his dream, like nobody was smiling anymore, like or taking anything as a joke. That like, no, this is serious. They have giants and mammoths. Like, <laughs> like this is real. Like this is really real. Um, so yeah, just the um, I guess the weight of all that, like knowing like what's really coming. Um, the wildlings and the host of people and animals that they have. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, it feels, first of all, I thought it was a somewhat awkward chapter because he's, first we're seeing the dream, then he's telling them about the dream that we've already seen. But I think it, it, it does serve a purpose because, I mean, like they're treating it like military intelligence, which yeah. it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they're not really like thrown that he's a warg either. Yeah, because I mean, that's I mean, you'd think that will, but at the same time, that's an amazing asset. <laughs> oh, it feels like well, so there's actually a question, um, Cardinal Girl seventy five from Discord. They asked, did Corn suspect that John might be a warg, and was that why he wanted him and goes to join him? Why would he think John might have this ability? And it, I mean, because he immediately says it was a wolf dream. So it feels like he, seeing John and seeing Ghost after hearing about him and then finally seeing him, like, I think he probably put two and two together. Like, he may not know it. Like, Corn half hands probably thinking, John may not know it, but this is probably what he is. So I certainly need him with me. Yeah. I mean, he seems very astute, like, and open to a lot of possibilities and not, I mean, well, what you would want in a ranger, like somewhat flexible in his thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think most people would be like, you let her go. (laughs) You're going to die for that. And he's yeah. like, well, you know, I thought it was a possibility. And, you know. So, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Did we have any other questions or anything? Or Yes, we have um, one more piece of mail from Bucko here on Discord. They ask, would the panel want to be wargs? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Don't even have to think about it. <laughs> we feel like with the with the cat, although my cats are kind of, some are kind of dopey. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool. I mean, I, yeah, if you could like, I wouldn't abuse it, but yeah. <laughs> although I don't know, maybe even like the cat, like even more into the dopey cat is abusing it. <laughs> I, I would like to know and be aware, um, like be aware that I that I am, um, unlike the Stark kids who don't seem to be aware, um, other than yeah, Brand. And I feel like, and Arya at some point she becomes aware. I feel like Rob is very aware that he is, and he uses it, but we never get his POV, so of course we don't see that. Um, but John, he, even by the end of the chapter, doesn't feel like he's really putting it together. Yeah, and that could be dangerous. Yeah. Hmm. I have enough trouble being a human. I can't even imagine <laughs> like getting through my day and I mean the sleeping and like you know, waking up, discovering that I've been, I don't know, trying to imagine what work I would what my animal would be. No, I this is not for me. Uh, and I'm almost certain I would lose myself my first because I would choose like a dog or wolf and I would lose myself the first day. I'd be well, this is so much better. Oh yeah, because isn't that a thing? Like they can like totally take over and just like wasn't there like a chapter about somebody where some of them have just ended up like becoming? The, yeah, yeah, I think it's the the dance prologue with yeah, the yeah. six skins whose eagle it was. That guy. Yeah, so there, it sounds like yeah. there's a lot of like very dangerous things that could potentially happen. Like with what's well, like with great power becomes great responsibility. I don't know. I mean, pretty much. <laughs> oh. oh, I love that you quoted that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you would like? Sorry, I know it's overdone. 
Well, no. I mean, in fact, let's open it up. If anyone wants to write in with what, like, if they'd like to be a warg and what their spirit animal would be, please. Yeah, that's a cool question. And I actually wanted to say, like, I think it's really cool, like, Cardinal Girl and Buck O'Hare. And I'm sorry if people I'm not naming, but our longtime listeners, like, thank you for sending in questions. Like, I don't, I know that every world, you know, might not say it every week, but it's really cool, you know. Yeah, because they're I mean, consistently every week, weekly, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, or monthly at this point. Ancient but yeah, they the ancient octagon. Yes, yes, yeah. So thank y'all yeah. so much. Well, especially since I I did not I'm, I'm dreading Storm of Swords because I forgot how grim this book was. So you know, you get through these like chapters, and it's like sometimes a question like helps sort of yeah. Okay, let's think about a different thing instead of the unremitting misery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, if you would like to send us a message on whether you'd like to be a ward or anything else or a question, you can do so at close the door and at gmail.com. You can also send us a message at uh, close the door and come here.tumblr.com. You can tweet us at Door Podcast. We love reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to us. Um, please consider reviewing us as it helps new people find the podcast. Uh, we also want to thank our loyal Patreons on patreon.com slash close the door. Thank you to our panel and thank you for listening. I'm closing the door. Get out. <laughs>